Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Four games in this late window. We'll keep you up to date of what's happening in Glendale and Santa Clara, in Seattle, and in the Mile High City. As we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios, TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmet selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. But, George, we waste no time. We go to Titletown, where the Vikings won the game, but may have lost much more. Let's focus on that, Vikings-Packers. Now, now. Hey, let's go, let's go. It's time for the NFL on Fox. Focus. It is the story of the day as Jonathan Vilma joins us. He was the analyst for the Fox broadcast of the Vikings 24-10 victory over Green Bay. And Jonathan, a lot of times we, we volley back and forth, talk about these games, but there is no doubt about it. The biggest headline is the loss of Kirk Cousins for Minnesota. Your immediate reaction to the non-contact Achilles injury that he suffered today. Yeah, I feel sorry for him as a person, uh, as a player. He was playing uh, great football, um, and interviewing him over the years, he's uh, one just a good person, a good human, works hard, uh, team player, tries to do everything right, uh, clearly a, a good leader for that team. And you saw that when the best wide receiver goes out uh, for a few weeks and then he steps up and elevates his game. So uh, for him as a person, I really feel bad for the team. You know, they, uh, you see Hall came in today. They clearly were not expecting for non-contact season-ending injury to happen to Kirk Cousins. So, uh, you know, I, I've been trying to rack my brain on who they can go and get because the game for them offensively is predicated around their play action. 
and he was so smart, so gifted, and it's so rare nowadays to find a quarterback who can excel in play-action pass. So I just don't know where the Vikings go from here. Yeah, and uh, Jonathan, they were in the midst of a resurgence in the uh, season. I mean, how? I mean, is there any way to salvage the uh, season, being that they started it off terrible and then they got back to five hundred today? Yeah, the the issue there is a way to salvage it. The issue is that you relied so heavily on Kirk Cousins' arm and the play action. And now you have to, if you're going to go with Hall, you're going to have to establish the run game, right? Or you're going to, or you're going to have to take your lumps, knowing that he's not going to read uh, the defenses, he's not going to anticipate, he's not going to be as accurate the way Kirk Cousins was. Uh, so you know, if you are able, fortunately, you have a good offensive line. So if you're able to kind of transform that offense into uh, more run. And when I say more run, just get to 50-50 and be able to win games ugly, win games low scoring. Your defense will certainly keep you in games, but you have to change the way you play complementary football. Jonathan Vilma joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. We'd love to talk about the Vikings win over the Packers, and I do have some questions about the Packers, but I have another one about Minnesota. Just in your conversations with them, aside from Cousins and now the injury, the trade talk that was surrounding him, but the Vikings saying they weren't going to get dealt, we have a trade deadline on Tuesday. Daniil Hunter's name has been brought up. Did you get any sense that Minnesota was leaning one way or another on what they wanted to do with their star pass rusher when you spoke with them a couple of days ago? I don't know who started these trade rumors for Cousins or Daniil Hunter, but it makes no sense. Uh, it's stupid. And whoever started it should stop because there's no quit or uh, giving up from the Vikings. Speaking to them, they're right in – well, obviously before Cousins got hurt, they sure. were right in the thick of things. And uh, really, if the, season, if the season ended – they would be in the playoffs. They were, I believe, a seventh seed uh, coming into the game. So I I just don't understand this whole uh, trade talk with your best players. That's just dumb. So now what happens? I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, they want to blow up the team or think the season's done or whatever and move on. But before that, it just made no sense to hear uh, trade talks for two players who were playing awesome, and they were ascending. The team was ascending. That's dumb. Just dumb commenters. Um, Jonathan, if you had the option, right, if you had the option and you were in charge of the Vikings, do you just roll with this this season and then try to figure out where Kurt is for the beginning of next year? Or do you try to trade for somebody at this point? Well, I look at the team uh, as a whole. You have very, very good young receivers, Addison, K.J. Osborne, uh, excuse me, uh, Justin Jefferson, when he gets back. You have a good young tight end in T.J. Hawkinson. Uh, you have a really good offensive line uh, you want to try and keep together. Uh, you have some older guys on the defensive side. I don't know how many more years you think you can get out of them, uh, but they're playing good football. So when you look at your team and you say we have a good nucleus and a good young nucleus we can work around, what is the reason to blow it up? And what are you blowing it up for? to go and now sputter, putter around with some quarterback you don't know can produce when you know Kirk Cousins can't. They can play well when you have veterans that can. 
So I, I look at it from that perspective and don't see the the gain or opportunity in blowing this up when they clearly have shown over the past five weeks that they can be as good and beat anybody in the NFL. Jonathan Vilma joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Last one for me, Jonathan. How much leeway do you give Jordan Love? I know it's his first season, but he's been in the system for a while. Today, 24-41 for 229 yards, one touchdown, picked off once. Uh, how much leeway do you give him as your starting quarterback? You know, it, it's, uh, it's kind of a loaded question because you want to keep, you want, you want to keep having confidence. And yet you also want to win. And you also don't want to bench him because then the assumption is everything that's going wrong with the offense is predicated or based on Jordan Love, which when I watch film is not the case. You know, there are wide receivers. They sometimes don't run the right routes. You have offensive line that's not protecting as well all the time. Uh, The run game hasn't been there like it should. So I don't know if, Benching love is the answer, and it's kind of similar to blowing up the Vikings team. What does it solve? If you if you bench Jordan Love, you put in whomever is the backup, then what are you doing? You're throwing away the season, you lose confidence in this guy, and you're just going to move on? Um, and if that's the case, then I, if you're going to conduct business that way, then do it the way that the 49ers did. You bench Jimmy Garoppolo, you immediately try to seek a trade, get rid of him. Trey Lance was the same thing. You you bench him and immediately seek a trade and, and move on from that situation. If you're going to do that, then so be it. But if you're not going to do that, there's no point. Keep seeing if he can be that guy for you, which in spurts, he can. He shows that he can. Uh, right now, it's just inconsistent. He's um, Jonathan as, Vilma, the no, Sorry, George, you can have the last yeah. one calling today's game. Vikings oh, I, I was going to ask you about Jordan Jordan Love again because I know that there are going to be a lot of people who are questioning, you know, how much rope, how much, you know, and those are fair, fair questions. But the Packers, like, in their, in their history, uh, Aaron Rodgers' first year wasn't pretty. Neither was Brett Favre. So, uh, like, is, is it the time? Like, you know, is is that the old days, or do we need, or do they need to operate like it was the old days? Man, uh, that's that's a great question. I am old school, and I would operate like the old days. And I would say that if there is progression in his play, then I want to keep working with him. And I would say this about Jordan Love. He doesn't look lost out there. So that's first and foremost. He doesn't look lost. The game doesn't look uh, too big for him when he's out there. He makes the right checks. He makes the right pass protection calls. He's mobile in the pocket. He gets free. The issue is the offense thrives on deep plays, big plays, deep balls. And so you get these kind of little uh, flip screens, dink and dunks outside outside the numbers, and then they try to go over the top on you, right? They draft a big guy in Christian Watson because of that reason. You got Romeo Dobbs that can get down the field. Jaden Reed, like everything is predicated around dink and dunk and then hitting the deep ball on a consistent basis. And so everything about the rest of Jordan Love's game is good. 
accept the deep ball. He just he's not connecting, and that's the frustrating part for uh, fans that are watching, analysts that watch film on him. Everyone sees that, but you you can't just look at that in a silo. Look at the rest of his game, and he commands the offense. He knows what he's doing. He's just got to get the deep ball more accurate. He's just got to connect. Their running yeah. game has not helped him uh, any which at all either. No, yeah. not at hey, all. Right. Yeah, and Jonathan, and I know we got to let you uh, go, but can you say the two greatest words in the, in the English language for me? Go Kings. Go Ducks. Go Ducks. Talk to you later. All right. <laughs> Jonathan Vilva saw the Vikings top the Packers today. Appreciate it, Jonathan. Talk to you again soon, man. Later. Oh, man. You just can't help yourself. Can I can't. You, and, and last week he got it. Well, two weeks ago he got away. So, so it couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't let him off like this time. I always just wonder when it's going to be that, that gosh, what, 20, 22 years ago. Although I will say this, George, I think you're going to have a lot of opportunities to brag about the ducks over these next couple of weeks and maybe the uh, next couple of months because hey, man, Oregon or, looks like they're or, rolling. Or, or I could have told him the, uh, the uh, three most excruciating words in Kane's football history. What's that? Take a knee. Take a knee. (laughs) Very, very fitting. The Vikings did beat the Packers today 24 to 10. I do want to dive in more into that because I I, I think it is such a unique uh, conversation. And your question to him about, you know, you gave – gave Rodgers all this time. Why wouldn't you do it to Jordan Love? And then, of course, uh, as you mentioned, it's a different NFL as it is today as it was when Aaron Rodgers was breaking in 15 years ago or so. But I do want to get people caught up to date of what is happening right now in the NFL because something crazy happened. Justin Tucker missed a field goal. Yes, 53 yards off the upright. So the Cardinals and Ravens staying tied at seven apiece as they play midway through the second quarter in Arizona. How about the Broncos? It appears Jerry Judy caught a touchdown touchdown pass from Russell Wilson, second of the day. Play is under review. The Broncos, though, as it stands right now, is called the touchdown on the field, 13-3, but they are reviewing that possible score. Bengals have a 14-7 lead on the Niners. Cincinnati has the football, and in San Francisco territory is Joe Burrow just comp- completed a third and nine with his legs to get the first down, while the Seahawks are holding on to a 17-7 lead on the Browns right now, and actually that has just changed because Kareem Hunt's gotten into the end zone for Cleveland, so it's 17-13, a one-yard touchdown run from uh, – uh, for Kareem Hunt, extra point coming up in that showdown in Seattle where the Seahawks, you know I was going to mention it, wearing those just magnificent throwback uniforms Those are today. amazing. They look so good. The Oilers looked great today. Dolphins yeah, the look Browns sharp in theirs. uniforms, and I know that's not quite a throwback, but the Browns uniforms, they, they look good, but it's a traditional uniform. Like all of these, um, you know, redos of uniforms are not always better. No, you're right about that. The Lions will be wearing their alternate helmets tomorrow night. Their blue helmets that they unveiled this year with their all-gray uniform when they take on the Raiders. The Jerry Judy touchdown stands in Denver. Wow. Extra point is good. So the Broncos lead the Chiefs by a score of 14-3. to Four minutes gone by in the second quarter. Three minutes gone by in the second quarter in that one. He is George Reister. Hit him up on X at George Reister. You can find me at Dan Byer on Fox as we are live from the Tyrac.com studios. Let's dive deeper into this Jordan Love talk and also, where do the Vikings go from here? Falcons made a quarterback change today, but Arthur Smith says it wasn't because of performance. 
I'm not so sure about that. Jets win an ugly one against the Giants and so much more. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. It's all next year on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Fox Sports Radio's Red Zone Radio's back at you. Week 8, he's George Reister, the NFL Vets. I'm Dan Beyer. As today's show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Patrick Mahomes threw an interception. So the Broncos got the ball up 11 on the Chiefs at midfield. But it looks like the Chiefs have just turned the... Uh, gotten a stop on fourth down to turn the Broncos over on down so no harm on the interception but Denver still up 11 in that game in the second quarter. Niners in Cincinnati territory down 7 to the Bengals 14 to 7. Seahawks just punted it back to the Browns. Seattle's up on Cleveland 17 to 14 and the Cards and Ravens tied at 7 midway through the second quarter so if you are Matt LaFleur, Brian Gutekunst Mark Murphy uh, everyone that's got a say in what the future of Jordan Love is is in Green Bay, George. What do you do with the uh, the quarterback who has struggled for a 2-5 and five Packers team? Oh, um, we are going to continue with our quarterback <laughs> of our 2-5 and five team. I mean, it, it would be different if he were having, like, massive turnover problems, right? 
that would that would be an issue. But when you look at this receiving core, Christian Watson has not been what you thought he was going to be so far. Mm-hmm. He hasn't Correct. played particularly well. You haven't run the ball particularly well at all either. So, and your defense has just been okay. And when you look at him, he's completing 59% of his passes for, oh, no, 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 t- excuse me, t- today it was uh, 59% of his passes. He's 58% on the season for, what, 1,400 yards? I mean, sorry, like 1,490 yards or something like that. And he's got 11 touchdowns, eight picks. Like that's not bad enough to remove him, especially when you when you looked at this team and honestly you didn't think that you had a you know like a a championship or a playoff team anyway. You know, and I and I maybe should phrase how I really want to talk about this conversation. Long term, what do you do? Because isn't that the real topic of conversation? They're not going to put Sean Clifford in right now. I mean, you're you're giving Jordan Love this season. Yes, but. You know, that's the tough part of it depends on. I mean, it literally depends on how the rest of this season goes. You see what I'm saying? Is that if by the time week 13, 14 come around, like he puts together four really, really good weeks or four really, really solid weeks. And you're like, oh, we can win with that. Then. Then that's the case because a lot of it, Dan, when you're dealing with quarterbacks in particular, it's not always the results that you have to pay the most attention to. It is their leadership, how the people in there in the locker room respect him. And if the people in that locker room believe in him, because I've been in locker rooms before where you're like, oh, oh, man. Yeah, I know that that little turnover happened, but this dude is going to be good. Sure, like, yeah. like, like, I, like, I know that he's not perfect right right now, but this dude is going to be good, boy. Oh man, and and everybody knows it. It's it's like there's a kid at Oregon State right right now. His name is Aiden Childs. He's a freshman, and they're playing him a little bit. Like they'll give him a series a game. And put D- DJ Uyangalele on the bench for like a series in the uh, game during like meaningful minutes, and it's because they know what he's going to be, and they, and they and when you know that, even if it's not perfect, you still like everybody in that building still has the utmost confidence in him, and you're like, oh, okay, okay, I I know that that's going to be good. It it's almost like when. I'm, I'm trying to think of an occasion, Dan, where you've seen a young quarterback come in and you're like, oh, my gosh, there's there's something there. Uh, there's there's something there like like that's like that, that got the potential you know, to be special. I'll, I'll bring I'll bring Bill Parcells always felt that way about Tony Romo. You know, like where you would hear, hear things like why Romo was sticking around and they're like Parcells loves the guy. Like, there was something about him that Parcells loved. Got his opportunity, and, you know, the rest was history. Um, I don't know if that's the case with Jordan Love. And what I find so interesting about Jordan Love and what now makes this situation, apart from the Aaron Rodgers drama, is now this team, George, I thought worst-case scenario, they would be kind of what they were last year. 
nine and eight, eight and nine, maybe seven and ten. They're two and five, and one of their wins is against the Bears in Week One. The other one, they were down seventeen nothing and had to rally and beat the Saints. And yeah. so when when you look at like where this team is, I was never thought that I never thought that they would be in the conversation of maybe you draft a quarterback, you know, in April's draft. And yeah. that's that's what I think is so intriguing because. The way that Jordan Love came in last year in a game against Philadelphia when Rodgers had to leave and looked great, I don't think you can dismiss that. I think their running game stinks this year. There's no David Bakhtiari at all. You don't have your star left tackle that makes a boatload of difference. There have been other injuries on that line. And the the defense is not – yeah, is, is not that great either, and and that's what you need for young quarterbacks. Is and he's still young in terms of young in terms of experience. Is you want a good running game and to be able to play decent defense, and they're not doing either one of those things at a high level right now. No, they're not, and that's what I think is now going to make this conversation so intriguing over the second half of the season as we enter the second half of the season in a week or two, where now what is the question? Because he did sign. You know, they didn't exercise his fifth-year option. They just signed him to a two-year deal that allowed them a little bit more flexibility on guaranteed money if they wanted to cut bait, but allowed Love to maybe make a little bit more if he was successful as opposed to what he would have gotten in the fifth-year option. But if you're you know like truly trying to analyze the situation – you now may be in play for one of the top quarterbacks that we think this draft is going to be all about. So there's that decision as well. There won't be a change with Jordan Love this season, but to see what Green Bay has done or really not have has done this season, whether it be the receiving core you talked about that doesn't seem to have taken the next step. Christian Watson was hurt, but yeah, hasn't taken that spot to the next level. Uh, the defense hasn't been there. The running game hasn't been good. A.J. Dillon does not look like the running back that he was you know, a couple of years ago. A lot going wrong in Green Bay, a reason why they lose in Denver last week when they had an opportunity to maybe win the game and only put up 10 against the Vikings today. It's not all Jordan Love's fault, as Jonathan Vilma said as well. But I do think that there is a decision to chart your future. And I also think that that ties back to Aaron Rodgers because you're sitting there saying to yourself, oh, man, this is what we have waited for. This was how, you know, we've waited three years for Jordan Love to finally take the reins. And now this is all we've got. We're ready to cut bait. Yeah, something we will definitely be following throughout this season. All right, he's George Reister. Hit him up at George Reister. You can find me at Dan Byer on Fox. I do want to get your thoughts on the Vikings and also on what's happening with these late games as we are live from the TireRack.com studios to give us an update of what's happening in these late games and what else has happened today. Let's go to the news desk. Monty Bolaños is here with the latest. What's going on, Monty? Hi, fellas. How are we today? Thank you. I know I was gone last week. I know you missed me, but I'm back. Here we are. I was also gone last week, but nobody said anything. Yes, so no, that's that, okay. That's correct. It's all good. Nobody missed that. I, I was nobody implying that. I was <laughs> implying that. Uh, you know, I was just trying to be subtle about it. Hold on, hold on, hold yes, on. Yes, we're yes. not getting ready to sit here and <laughs> and and be like, oh, you didn't miss miss me. Whenever, whenever, whenever I'm gone, I don't get a warm welcome back. I don't get a George. We missed you so <laughs> much. We're gone all the time, so we're just used to it. <laughs> Dan was gone for like four months. No, he wasn't. Well, yeah, I was just out of the 
mornings. Show, yeah. That's all I was. He was. I oh, could so. still see him. So it felt yeah. like you know we, oh, we, we were I still hanging out because he was just here in the morning. So that that's what it was. Oh, okay. What a busy day. No buys in week eight. Also, no buys in week twelve of the NFL. So keep that in mind. I right. wish the Jets and Giants would have had a buy today. <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> hey, yo, yo, it is going to be a lot of quarterbacks who are work, who are in there, who went for, who went to go throw today, like, yes. like, like unemployed quarterbacks who were texting people like, hey, yo, hey, yo, uh, we need to get out and throw this afternoon, buddy. Yeah, they got to get ready for them workouts this week. Like what you told me, Dan, when the strike happened, the replacements. That's We're getting close to that here, guys. I mean, speaking of that Jets-Giants game, which was wild, Tommy DeVito, I don't even know if he completed a pass. They were, like, making sure he would not throw the ball, but he had a rushing touchdown. So it wasn't, like, all bad for him, but the Jets did manage to come out on top 13-10 to 10 in OT. Let's talk about the games going on right now. Who had the Bengals beating the 49ers? Not me. Did Me? you? Yeah, hell yeah. Only because I was like, there's no way the 49ers are going to lose three in a row. That's just what I was thinking. Well, they, it's, it's a regression it's back to the mean. Yeah. Well, it's, it's difficult when you won the Super Bowl three weeks ago. Right. So that, you know, yeah. I mean. <laughs> and, 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 and Brock Purdy was the MVP of the league. Right. Despite not playing an entire full season. Right, yet. right, right, right. So I guess I was wrong on I mean, there's still plenty of game left. Two minutes in the first half still left. But the Bengals are up 14 to 10 against the 49ers. Joe Burrow has already thrown for 127 yards and two touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey, though, does have a rushing touchdown for San Francisco. Make that 17 straight games with a touchdown. That's nice. The Ravens and the Cardinals are tied at seven apiece. Four minutes to go in the first half. The Broncos are beating the Chiefs. Did you have that one too? Don't lie. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, Monty. <laughs> hey, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. See, see, there's the see, there's a difference. Is I could envision a world where the Broncos were up on the Chiefs mm-hmm. like they like they are now. I don't envision the end score being, being the Chiefs winning, losing this football game because the Broncos are they will find a way to be heartbroken. Well, you know that Patrick Mahomes apparently has the flu. The, That's even more believable. They put him on the injury report this morning and just said he had an illness. And we think that it's because the Falcons were, like, under scrutiny because of B. John Robinson last week. So today the Broncos this morning put him on the injury report. The Lions today a couple of hours ago put Amon Ross St. Brown on the injury report for tomorrow's game with an illness. So everyone's just covering their bases. But apparently Patrick Mahomes, this is his flu game. And the Chiefs again losing to the Broncos 14-6, less than five minutes to go in the first half. The Seahawks are beating the Browns 17-14, less than 30 seconds to go in the first half. Browns have the ball. We'll see if they make something of it. The other games that have finished, like the Cowboys with a 43-20 victory over the Rams. Dallas's defense had a pick six and a safety. C.D. Lamb, 12 receptions, 158 yards, and two touchdowns. I don't like this because I'm playing against Ryan Bershinger in fantasy, and he had him, so I don't like that. The Panthers win their first game of the season, beating the Texans 15-13. Eddie Pinero with a walk-off field goal. The Vikings defeated the Packers 24-10. That's the third straight 
victory for Minnesota, but it has come at a price as the team believes that Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles. He is going to have an MRI to confirm. The Dolphins cruise past the Patriots 31-17. The Titans beat the Falcons 28-23. And the Saints outscored the, the Colts 38-27. Rashid Shaheed, three receptions, 153 yards, and one touchdown. And the Jaguars beat the Steelers 20-10. The Steelers did play a lot of their game without their safety, Minka Fitzpatrick, who had an injury, who had a hamstring injury. And then Kenny Pickett was also out of the game with another injury. And then the Eagles, they held down to beat the Commanders 38-31. Eagles wide receiver A.J. Brown is the first player in NFL history with more than 125 receiving yards in six straight games. He ended with eight receptions, 130 yards, and two touchdowns in the victory. It's been a busy day, fellas. Back to you. It's fitting that Patrick Mahomes has the flu because the Chiefs offense looks like vomit right now <laughs> uh, with only six points that was on, good. The, uh, on the scoreboard. I uh, appreciate it. Nicely that. done. Nicely Thank you very nicely much. Done. Uh, at Monsi Bolaños. Uh, no Dylan Brooks costume today? No, but did you like it? I mean, listen, it was. I, I walked creative. in and I looked at Bo and I was like, Bo, who am I? And he like looked at me, turned his head, and he was like, you look like Dylan Brooks. I was like, yes, that's right. That's exactly who I am. Good work. Thank Check you. it out. Check Thank out Monty's Halloween costume uh, at Monty Bolaños. Yep, yep. Uh, no goatee today. No goatee. <laughs> no goatee. Uh, George, you dressing up at all for Halloween? Yes. All right. The Are you going to share is? with the class? Seriously. I'm, okay, yeah, okay so. Our question. Sorry, it was bad. bad job by the interviewer. Yep. What are you dressing up as for Halloween, Hey, hey, hey which, which baseball player was it that was like, uh, where's, the, where's the question in that? Oh, it just happened. Was it, it was in Castellanos? Castellanos. Yeah. 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 So, no, no. Anyway, I did anyway, ask a question. It was just a question. I, I, no I, I know, but, you, but, the, but that's the other part is that, number one, ask a question, and then number two, we've, we've all had to learn this the, the hard way. <laughs> and then it's like, uh, don't ask a yes or no, a question that can be answered with, with yes or no. But um, I didn't dress up. My entire life when I was young. Then I got married and my wife was like, let's do the Halloween thing, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, uh, no, I, I don't dress up. Then she got me to dress up as the Hulk a few years ago and then somebody else. But but this year, oh, oh, I went all out. We went all out. We are going Paw Patrol. And oh. I and, and like, this is not fake who? me out Paw Patrol. Like I have... A full like I could be a college mascot with the like I I have a Lee Corso type head on my like a real uh, yeah. pop yes are I you rubble Ch- or are you Marshall? I'm Chase I'm Chase, Chase. yes uh, the baby is uh is well he's not a baby anymore it's four and a half but he's Marshall wife is Sky so yeah and then the uh, other other kids wanted no part of Paw Patrol. Because well, I, I they, they are 23, 17, 13, and 12. So. We have Chris Perfett, our technical producer, uh, a luchador today. Yes. He, uh, yes, looking looking sharp. So I have never, ever, ever been a Halloween fan. Actually loathed the holiday. Ah, yes, could, couldn't stand it. Now I've warmed up to it with, you know, our little one a little bit more. But... Our neighbors filled their yards with skeletons and zombies. I love which it. Which I just think, I just look at it and I think, what a waste of money. Like, what an absolute I would waste agree, of I money. I would tend to agree with you, Dan. I, I've just gotten roped into this thing, so, you know. Everyone throws money away. You just choose where you throw it away. Well, that part. <laughs> 
Yep. Eight bucks for a sign that says "Don't feed the zombies." That's a pretty good no, deal. What are you talking? <laughs> That's a good deal. <laughs> you could get a bag of ruffles for that. Uh, hey, all right. Mon- Monty paid thirty thousand dollars to uh, sit in on on the moon to watch Taylor Swift. Oh. So you cannot. No cap. Hey, Monty should be fined. People should just fine her like Dylan Brooks at Halloween parties. You yes. Have to, you know, pay 20000 here, 10000 there. Yes. Uh, that was very creative, so I commend you, Monty. And thank George, you, I you. give you a thumbs up as well <laughs> for your uh, willingness to take part in the uh, Halloween fun with the family. We are live from the TireRack.com studios. Again, hit Monty up at Monty Bolaños. Get George at George Reister. You can find me at Dan Beyer on Fox. The Falcons lost today to Will Levis and the Tennessee Titans, who look like the Houston Oilers. Will Levis maybe looked the part. Desmond Ritter, not so much. But was this his fault? We hear from the Falcons head coach next. He's George. I'm Dan. That's next here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein. On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. It's a Fox Football Sunday, week eight in the NFL. Welcome back to Red Zone Radio. Hit George up at George Reister. You can find me at Dan Beyer on Fox. The Chiefs were driving in Broncos territory, but then Patrick Mahomes was sacked and fumbled, recovered by Denver. Now the Broncos have taken over, up 14 to 6, 37 seconds left in the first half. Uh, Still in their own territory is Denver, but the Broncos an eight-point lead over the Chiefs. They're at the half at Seattle. Seahawks up on the Browns, 17-14. The Bengals were driving and inside the 10-yard line, up four on the 49ers, but then Irv Smith fumbled for Cincinnati, recovered by San Francisco. Niners did do a little with it on offense, but time ran out, so they go into the half just down four to the Bengals. 14-10 14-10 to 10 is the score there. And the Ravens have just scored. Gus Edwards, who I believe is in Georgia's starting lineup today, punching it in from one yard out. Baltimore leads Arizona by a score of 14-7. to 7. We're in the final stretch to get tickets to horse racing's biggest moment of the year. The world's best are headed to Santa Anita for the Breeders' Cup World Championships coming up on November 3rd and 4th. That's this Friday and Saturday. The countdown begins now. Get tickets today at BreedersCup.com. Oilers, uh, excuse me, the Tennessee Titans won today (laughs) against the Atlanta Falcons wearing those Oiler throwback uniforms. I'd love to talk about them. I think there's a conversation to be had about Will Levis, but right now we are talking about Desmond Ritter, who was replaced by Taylor Heineke today. This was Falcons head coach Arthur Smith after the five-point loss on why there was a quarterback change. Always these questions you got to ask. We just finished this game. So we had a lot of confidence in that. We can take him out from performance issues. That's why Taylor's here to be able to come in as a backup and give us a shot to win. So none of that had to do with performance in terms of taking him out today? You guys got the same report I did, right? I'm not, I'm not a medical expert. But there's a reason why you can evaluate him. I'm not a doctor. Okay, that makes no sense at all. And, and we're going to have a look at some fantasy numbers in a sec. But Arthur Smith saying he's not a doctor. Ritter got dinged up. Wouldn't elaborate on any injury, but says that's why we have Taylor Heineke here. Wouldn't commit to him as a starter for next week, even though Heineke, I felt, demonstrably better than Ritter has been, especially as of late. Uh, Confusion. Can you make sense of anything Arthur Smith said today for the now 4-4 Falcons? Yes, yes. I I have my handy-dandy NFL coach, decoder ring handy so (laughs) i am so i am ready to go and uh meet you at your need right now so what what he was saying is is that his quarterback who was not having a good game right and has been pretty mid overall right yes Um, at best yeah in desmond ritter but he was eight for 12 for 71 yards he didn't have a turnover, all the all, all of that. So, if if a coach, if a player is, if your starting quarterback is hurt, right? What coaches normally say, i.e., Brian Dable, even though 
Tyrod Taylor, prior to injury today, was playing way better than than Daniel Jones. Can can we agree with that? Sure. Okay. So, is what did Brian Dable say when asked if Daniel Jones if there was a quarterback controversy? I I don't know, George. Oh, he said absolutely not. If if Daniel Jones is healthy, oh. he's he's starting. I thought there was a verbatim like a no. money quote that I needed to remember. Uh uh-uh, uh, no, so. no 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 no. But but on the other hand, in this case, if if Desmond Ritter was injured or banged up, why wouldn't Arthur Smith say, "Listen, Desmond was was banged up, and so now we we have to see evaluate if he's healthy this week." End of story. But that's not what the man said. And being that that's not what he what he said, then that's going to leave open to interpretation. And my decoder ring says that uh, they don't know who they're going to start next week. They aren't happy with Desmond Ritter. And Taylor Heineke came in and he did a little bit more. But here's the problem, Dan, with this whole Atlanta Falcons situ- situation. I do not like Arthur Smith's uh, offense. I don't at all. I think it is antiquated. I think that it causes issues for uh, for the quarterback. You're always trying to play in a phone booth, and you're always trying to play in a way that is that like keeps games close. Mm-hmm. And in and if, and good teams find a way to knock people's doors off. And I have found this in college and in the and in the NF, NFL. Now, Dan, you are a you are a in college football. You are an Ohio State fan. Yes. And and I think that you could honestly say that Ohio State's offense this year does not look like it normally looks. No, it does not. And there's and the problem is like even in the Wisconsin game yesterday. That game was closer than you would like it to be. It's a it's a fumble, a tip ball, run back for an interception. Like something weird can happen that you can lose a game because you don't knock people's doors off. Yep. And Ohio yep. State has had a bunch of close games this season, like games that are demonstratively closer than what they have had in the past. Aside, I mean, I mean, of course, when you play top tier teams, like that's going to happen, but. When you live on that edge, one of one of those times, the ground moves from up underneath you. Yeah. Well, we do know that Desmond Ritter was uh, not a fantasy hit this week, but there are some fantasy hits. Ryan Bershinger is going to bring us some right now in our fantasy look. Say go, 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 go. Fantasy hits <laughs> and misses. I know there was one hit, at least in the Tennessee-Atlanta game, for sure. First, take it away. Uh, That's right, Dan. Now, I know people do not care about your fantasy team, but I've had a rough weekend overall, (laughs) but I need to... I need to kind of rub it in a little bit because the one game where I'm winning is against 
Monty Bolaños. So, uh, first off, quarterback one on the week is Sam Howell, uh, 39 yeah. of 52, yeah. 397 yeah. yards and four touchdowns. Uh, I did not play Sam Howell. That's okay. Uh, Will Levis, uh, speaking of that Tennessee game, four touchdowns in his debut. Uh, fantastic game from Will Levis. Uh, Alvin Kamara is your running back one on the week, 17 rushes, 59 yards and a touchdown, four catches on five targets for 51 yards and a touchdown receiving. Running back two is Travis Etienne, who I did play against Monty Bolaños, 24 rushes, 79 yards. Uh, he also had three catches for six targets, 70 yards and a touchdown through the air. Your wide receiver one on the week. Well, let's change the scoring to full PPR, shall we? Uh, C.D. Lamb, your wide receiver one on the week in full PPR, who I did play against Monty Bolaños, 12 catches on 14 targets for 158 yards and two touchdowns. Also had a 12-yard run. And uh, DeAndre Hopkins, we do have to mention as well, four catches, 128 yards and three touchdowns. And just a couple quick misses. How about a couple zeros for you? Miles Sanders, two rushes, zero targets. Traylon Burks, because DeAndre Hopkins got all the attention, zero catches on two targets. And those are some fantasy hits and misses. All right, Ryan Bershinger bringing the heat. Monsi Bolaños apparently feeling it in fantasy this week. Uh, he's yeah. George I'm Dan Bayer. Hit Ryan up at Ryan Bershinger. Uh, I think the Falcons seem to make a change. I, I do. They, uh, Taylor Heineke looked a lot better than Desmond Ritter, and you only invested a third-round pick in Ritter. We'll get to that, coaching, and more of the late games next year on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. We got some dandies in this late window. As you heard Monty say, a bunch of close games. Of the four, one is tied and three. The three others, that is, all one-score games. Welcome in as we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You heard Monty also say the big injury news of the day. Kirk Cousins likely ruptured his Achilles against Green Bay. The one thing I will say about this, George, and I know it's it's not – it's not a see this happens everywhere, but this does happen everywhere. There was such an indictment on the artificial surfaces when Aaron Rodgers suffered his Achilles injury. Lambeau Field is one of the best, if not the best, surfaces that, that I've heard in the National yes. Football League. And this stuff happens in football. Like, I know you want to take every single... Yeah, Bad you things take, happen to good people sometimes. Yeah, you try to take every single precaution, but to sit there and think you're going to put a grass playing surface in an indoor stadium, I, it just... It, it's, it doesn't work. Like well, it's, well it, so, and when you put grass indoors, sometimes it ends up like like uh, the uh, Super Bowl, where you yeah. end up in on uh, ice skates in the middle of a... In the, in the a, a hockey rink in the middle of where a football field should be, you're 100 percent right. And I know that there are some questions on, uh, you know, do they overwater it? That field has had problems ever since it came into the National Football League. It yep. has always been an issue they've of something or it another. So many times they have, like they've tried everything, but but there is something about when you when the field is not where it's already set. You know what I mean? Where like the grass can grow down roots. I don't know how far grass roots go down, but but when the roots can grow go down as far as they possibly can, there's something to that. And um, yeah, so it, it stinks. But but you know what the good news is though, and and I don't know if Kirk Cousins is going to be down with that level of witchcraft. 
But um, who would you, who would you be calling? Who who would your first call be if you were Kirk Cousins? Well, my first call would probably be to Aaron Rodgers. Bingo. Bingo, and be like, hey, yo, I know you had that new fancy surgery. How's that holding up for you, fam? Because I just saw you throwing throwing balls, and and I don't know if Kirk Cousins – I was joking and, and calling Aaron Rodgers whatever he's done with witchcraft because I've never seen anybody with an Achilles do what 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 he's doing, what, how long, how long are we late? Like six weeks, seven, seven weeks. It was, it was week never. one. Yeah. And we're in week eight. So yeah, yeah seven, seven, weeks. seven weeks, never seen anybody. I've never even seen anybody walking in seven weeks, first of all. And to, and now that bro, that surgery is incredible. So I would call Aaron and be like, yo, whatever you're doing, I'm going to need that because if Aaron Rodgers is walking without assistance and throwing the ball, he's he's rotating, putting weight on it, everything else. Oh, he is one. There is zero question whether he is going to be able to play next season or not. Zero. Well, I think that's the bigger question for Kirk Cousins as well is really for as fast as Rodgers is trying to come back, there really wouldn't be a point for Cousins to have the quick procedure however it was, if it was to cost you anything long-term. But here's Cousins going to be a free agent, which is why he was on the trading block. Makes you wonder on what's going to happen with Kirk Cousins long-term. Did this injury just make up the decision for the Minnesota Vikings and what they want to do? There's There are a lot of ramifications aside from what should this 4-4 four and four team do in what certainly seems to be a pretty mediocre NFC outside of a top couple of teams like there's there's the short term ramifications and then there's the long term and honestly Kirk Cousins has always kind of played the long term with his contract how he dealt with things in Washington the deals that he signed in in Minnesota with his guaranteed money now that changes a lot that'll be probably more of a question for the off season really uh, Minnesota's does have questions to to deal with and how they're going to proceed with the trade deadline just 48 hours or so away there are things they're going to have to address but by no means is this a Super Bowl caliber team when you've lost your starting quarterback, you don't have your wide receiver who's on injured reserve. <laughs> um, but So there's, it'll be a, a big uphill climb. And for a team that couldn't get over that wild card mountain last year, I don't think that whatever version of this team uh, moving forward is this year gets over that mountain. But I think even long term now there's even more questions because what do you do if you're the Vikings? Do you bring Kirk Cousins back? Is that maybe – helping Minnesota because there won't be as many suitors for Kirk Cousins in free agency. A lot of those questions popped up because of that injury today. Matthew Stafford had to leave today's game against the Rams. Now, the Cowboys dominated pretty much. The Rams did try to make a push early in the second half, but that was about it. Matthew Stafford had to leave the game. Brent and they Rickon got another up- problem, though, is that they, the, the person that they had intended on being their backup quarterback is not in the building, right? In in for the uh, yeah with uh, uh, Stetson Bennett yeah yeah yep so so now with a thumb injury and if he didn't come back in the game you know like he's gonna be I mean at at best questionable for this for this week you know what I mean like best case scenario but if he has to miss any time I mean what do you you are a long way from having a starting quarterback yeah. I mean I, that's that that's three deep. I mean think 
think about how hard it is for people to find one quarterback, let alone a backup quarterback who can be a starter for a while. And and then a third quarterback, bro, you're going to have RG3 out at somebody's workout this week. Cam Newton, they're going to be trying to trade for Marcus Mariota. Uh, who 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 else? I mean, it, it's going to be a lot of people get trying to get some action over the next week. I, I just I, I don't see a lot of hope. Uh, I, I don't see a lot of promise. And I and I'd say this with the Rams, who I know lost a tough one last week against the Steelers, and and we're we're uh, pretty much outclassed by the Cowboys today for a good portion of the game. The they are now three and five, and for a team that not a lot was expected of this year. Um, you're wondering where things turn. They've been better. I, I thought that they were going to try to be in the running to get the number one pick, and I thought that their front office and would maneuver a way where they could maybe do it better than, than others would. But I do think that there's a question now with the Rams, and just don't let the NFC fool you. I mean, there's there's only a few good teams in this conference. Um, oh, yeah. And there, you know, there, there may be five. Seattle is 4-2 and two right now, and – they're tied up with the Browns, a four and two squad. Oh, can you know, I just Smith tell just you another interception? So, yeah, can I just tell you, uh, like, I don't know why this Browns team with PJ, what did I say? With PJ Walker, I'm actually excited about. Like, I'm I'm very excited about them. I like watching them play. They they d up. And like, and watching them with 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 PJ Walker is actually a totally different experience. They do have a defense that is legit. Their offensive line is very good. Getting Kareem Hunt, having him be a free agent and come in. Oh, that was a blessing. Yes, absolutely has. Elijah Moore has been solid for them. Amari Cooper has been has been good. They. You know, they win a crazy game last week against uh, the Colts. And you're in this one, and the Seahawks kind of jump out on them early, fight back, get stops, force turnovers. I think there's a whole other conversation to have about Geno Smith, where as great as that story is, um, there could be concerns that maybe he's holding the Seahawks back a little bit in certain times. The interception that he just threw in his own territory to set Cleveland up in this tie game, not very good. But you're right, you're right about the Browns. Though. Like yeah, you, that, you was are, a, that, was, that was a hell of a pick by a uh, by a uh, a man it in, was. in in the number 90 jersey. It's also a bad throw. It's yes, completely correct. behind the uh, Noah Fant, the tight end who is uh if you're driving in the car, little slant route uh off to the right and threw it completely behind him. A couple of tips here and then ended up being intercepted. But, yeah, the Browns could be that feel-good story. And Adam Schefter had reported uh, within the last 24 hours that the Browns feel that Watson has got a week-to-week injury, but not so severe that they'd put him on IR but still could miss another game. And if this is if this is rolling with, with P.J. Walker, it wouldn't be necessarily foreign – for a backup quarterback uh, with Kevin Stefanski kind of at the controls for what you had with Case Keenum in Minnesota. Uh, yeah, but you the know, difference is is that this 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 money situation here is I mean I mean it, it, okay so if, if if you're the Browns right Dan where you have 
you know, all the money in the world tied up with, uh, yeah, all the money in the world tied up, yeah, with with, with Watson. Like, they can't get out of this deal anytime soon because there's so much dead money because the whole thing is guaranteed. And, like, they literally cannot get from up, up under it. And they were going to have to get him to restructure his deal just so, like, his cap number was up friendly. But when you restructure a deal like that, because if you're Watson, you're not giving any of this money back under no circumstances. No, not not also because that was the that was the only reason you went to Cleveland. Yes. Like, they were out of the running until they said, we'll just guarantee all of it. And they're like, all right, you win. Yep. So And, and, and then – if you end up, yeah, so if, so the only way that they're going to be able to get a friendly cap number for him is to restructure his deal. If they restructure his deal, what do, what do they have to do, Dan? They have to give him more years and more guaranteed money. Because why else would I do this? <laughs> I, 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 there has to be something there, in me for it. There, yes, but there is also, I do think that with this shoulder issue, and I and I and I don't know if I don't know if PJ I, PJ Walker isn't the long term answer, but if if things roll a certain way, just like Case Keenum probably was you know wasn't the long term answer in Minnesota, but if you've got something good considering the adversity that you were hit with with the Chubb injury early this season. That injury may be enough for you to continue this way. Yes, until, I mean, at, at least for a while. But you, they financially, and I know that this should never come into play, but because his cap number is so unbelievably high, it's, it's like Russell Wilson's, that you cannot get rid of him. And, and he's actually playing pretty decent football. Like if, if if you put his football on the Browns, they're undefeated right now. The 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 way Russell Wilson has been playing this season, but the uh, issue is is that you can't add any more years to it because then you you could be handicapping yourself. Because sure. would you say that Watson has shown anything since he's been in Cleveland where you're saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, f- I feel good and confident that I have a starting quarterback right now. No. So what no. do you do? So what do you do if you're them, Dan? Well, you, I, you, you play out this year as best as you can, and then you try to figure it out in the offseason, whichever way this season goes. P.J. Walker is not going to be your long-term no. starter. The Browns, by the way, had a drive – uh, end up uh, third and four from the Seahawks. Nine pass was incomplete, so they settle for a short field goal from Dustin Hopkins. They take the lead twenty to seventeen, but it at least buys you time for this season. I mean, it sounds yes. like that that Watson is going to miss at least another game or two with this injury. If they win today, and let's just say that they end up winning their next two contests while he's out, and you're sitting there at seven and two, I think it would be a difficult time. And you've got the Cardinals coming up next week. Then you'd have a division matchup in Baltimore. Even if you went one and one in that matchup, I think you'd have a difficult time in, you know, pulling the pulling the plug on this if their offense continues to score, which they they've been able to to do these last couple of weeks. It's only a short term solution. It's just for this season. It's in a vacuum. Long term, they're committed to Deshaun Watson. But if you've got something good here. 
You know, why not continue to roll with it? I get all the guaranteed money. I get everything with that. But if this is working because of, of just what they're doing as a unit, then I, I wouldn't want to mess that up if I was a Cleveland Browns fan. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to. But, but I mean, the, the only other option. So, like, I'd say they win four games in a row with, with, with P.J. Walker starting, and he's playing pretty good, right? Then you can say, all right, well, we're just going to roll with, with, with P.J. for the season. Watson, you get, you get healthy because you can't just sit there. I mean, but that's going to cause another problem because you have a guy who's clearly more talented sitting on the bench. It, 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 oh, God, it's just a bad it's already. I'll tell you what, it this was already bad. messed up when he was reportedly cleared by doctors, then didn't play, then they had a bye week, and he still wasn't good enough to play. Like It's already been a mess. You might as well just try to keep on rolling with what you have. I know it's crazy that, like, as we talk about this and you lay it out, you're just saying you would rather have P.J. Walker, your quarterback, is Deshaun Watson. And maybe for the second half of, of 2023, that is the case. You know, may, big picture as you look at it, obviously not. But for where they are right now, if they end up getting a win today, they're up by three in the third quarter. Yeah, they, I think it's a discussion that yet have to have the Kansas City Chiefs have just blocked a field goal attempt by the Denver Broncos so the Chiefs will take over still down five to Denver 14 to 9 634 left to go in the third but Denver was looking to make it an eight-point game that is not the case Evan McPherson's kicked a 56-yard field goal for the Bengals they're up seven on the Niners 17 to 10 midway through the third quarter Cincinnati's got the football back deep in their own territory though Joe Burrow and the Bengals facing a third and 13 mentioned the Browns are up on the Seahawks 20 to 17 in the third quarter in that one while the Ravens continue to hold the 14-7 lead on the Cardinals midway through the third quarter in Arizona. Today's show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Yeah, a tough day for a lot of big-name quarterbacks. What do those teams do in those situations? We'll ask an NFL expert next. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. That's here on Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 join us march 20th live from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring an unforgettable performance by grammy and academy award-winning singer songwriter and composer john batiste the all-new infinity qx80 is unlike any luxury suv you've ever seen Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. 
With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. It's Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Week 8 of the NFL on a Fox Football Sunday as we're in the final stretch to get tickets to horse racing's biggest moment of the year. The world's best are headed to Santa Anita for the Breeders' Cup World Championships on November 3rd and 4th. The countdown begins now. Get tickets today at breederscup.com. Ravens holding on to a 14-7 lead against the Cardinals, 420 and counting in the third quarter in that one. The Browns, a 20-17 lead on Seattle late in the third quarter. Cincinnati has a 17-10 lead on the Niners late in the third quarter in Santa Clara. And it's the Broncos, 14, the Chiefs, 9, 253 left in the third in that one in Denver. That's where we stand in these four late games. Going to ask our next guest about what is wrong with the Kansas City Chiefs as he covers the NFL for Sports Illustrated. Matt Ferdaram joins us again here on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Matt. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, doing all right. Uh, George and I hanging out, enjoying these late games. But if you're a Chiefs fan, uh, not enjoying it too much. Is this a, a lack of Taylor Swift in the stands? A reason why this Chiefs team seems a bit stagnant today and mistake prone? What is going on in Denver with Kansas City's offense? Yeah, I don't know if it's Taylor Swift or not. Your theory is as good as mine. But, you know, right now I think it's pretty obvious. They've had three turnovers in this game. Early on they gave up a huge punt return that landed Denver deep in their territory. It ended up being a touchdown. Um, it's been a game where, you know, you look at the numbers. Mahomes statistically has really good numbers. We lost a fumble through a really bad interception in midfield. Um, and so, you know, they, they've just been fighting it. They've dropped passes. Um that all said, they're down five points, and Denver's been pretty deep right now because it's, the Chiefs' defense has played exceptionally. Uh, but all in all, it, look, it, it is the classic trap game of you have a team you just beat two weeks ago and you haven't lost to since 2015, and you've got the Dolphins in Germany next week, and it looks like the Chiefs might have been looking ahead a little bit. Um, how much are we supposed to make out of this um Patrick Mahomes showing up on the injury report today thing? You know, it's, it's hard. I mean, he, he's had the flu over the weekend. Um, obviously not great, but at the same juncture, uh, you know, we, we see guys play through this all the time, and, and, and they, they can succeed and, you know, play well. So uh, I think he'd be the first one to tell you it's not an excuse. Uh, I'm sure it's not pleasant. But, you know, for the most part today, really, he has played pretty well. The problem has been they dropped a, a handful of passes, but then also, like I did mention, I know if he has a fumble where he's in the pocket, he held on to the ball for six seconds and, and fumbles, it's strip-sacked in the red zone. Uh, had a pick at midfield that, you know, credit to McMillan, he made a nice play, but, I mean, no boy never should have thrown. Uh, they've turned the ball over a lot this year. I mean, I think 
they're up to 14 now this year in terms of giveaways. Um, it's been a huge problem. They've only had one game all year long where they haven't turned the ball over. It appears Brock Purdy just threw an awful interception uh, deep in the red zone for San Francisco, but there was a flag on the play. Cincinnati's still up seven in that game, nearing the end of the third quarter. Matt Verderam joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. The big story of the day is Kirk Cousins and the Achilles injury. George yep. and I have talked about it. Short term, long term, some of the ramifications. In the short term, here's a Minnesota team that's four and four. Uh, we didn't expect tons from them, feeling that maybe last year was a bit of a fluke because all of the one-score games. But what do you do now if you're Minnesota? What do you do now if you're Kevin O'Connell without Justin Jefferson and now without Kirk Cousins uh, likely for the rest of the season? What do you do in the Twin Cities? It's really tough. It's really tough. You know, I was sitting there. I was writing my, my Sunday column for SI where I kind of go through every game as, as they're happening. I was in the middle of writing about, hey, you know what, 4-4, four and four, they're right back in it. I mean, you know, they're not, not winning the Super Bowl, but they're mm-hmm. a team that can make the playoffs. Then he apparently tears his Achilles, and now you're looking at this thing going, okay, well, Jaron Hall is the backup, a rookie out of BYU, uh, fifth-round pick. I mean, this is, this is barring something, you know, of divine intervention for Hall. I mean, this is going to be a, a huge, huge blow to Minnesota's opportunity to get back into this thing. Maybe they go out to try to sign a veteran. Uh, maybe even, hey, with the deadline – on Tuesday, maybe you go out and try to trade for somebody. You know, maybe you go out and you, you try to make some kind of a move for a veteran backup. You feel like you come in and maybe, you know, do enough to get you in the playoffs. But, look, it's a crushing blow, obviously. And then for Cousins, who slated for free agency after this year, it's terrible. Now you're sitting here looking at, okay, can he get ready for next season? Will he be a full go? I mean, you would think probably. Um, but it's tough. Now you're coming off of a huge injury at 35 years old. So, uh, it really it, it hurts his value, and it's, it's, it, again, it's a crushing blow for Minnesota. Yeah, what do you look at for like when? Well, t- today Kirk Cousins obviously Tyrod Taylor with Daniel Jones out, and the Giants didn't want to throw the ball. What's up with Matthew Stafford? Like there are a lot of openings for her, for backups and starters. So who do they? Who do those these teams call upon? Because the the, the Rams backup is gone. He's he's on the non football injury list. So are they right. calling RG three and Cam, or are they trying something else? I think you're calling everybody. I, I think you have to, right? I mean, you got to check in. And again, you know, you look around the league. You know, is like like for an example, it, you know, with the Raiders, is Hoyer available? I don't know that that's the answer to anybody's prayer, but is he available? I mean, he's a guy who's been in the league. He's, known, he's played in a bunch of systems, right? I mean, that, that kind of a thing. Maybe you go, okay, you know, could, could we pry Brian Hoyer out of there? You, you know, you look around, uh, you know, New England, would they trade Zappi? Now, granted, he's not a, a you know, veteran, second-year guy, but he's somebody who's played. Maybe you make that phone call. Um, I think you'll look at these teams that are more out of the race, and you say, all right, you know, is there anybody who would be willing to part with a backup maybe for a, you know, a pretty good value on a pick? I think that's you know, where you've got to look. If you're the Rams, you're 3-5, and five, you're hanging by a thread in the race. If you're the Vikings, you're 4-4, four and four, you've got some momentum. Jefferson should be back fairly soon. You've got to make all these calls. And you've got to see, you know, who's willing to part with what. Um, but, look, let's be also be real here. Without Cousins, without Stafford, if Stafford's out for any amount of time, like, those teams are sunk. I mean, I, I don't. I just don't see any way where um, they're going to make any kind of a real move toward any any contention. 
Matt Verderam, Sports Illustrated NFL writer, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. You can find him on Twitter, x.com, at Matt Verderam. Uh, did the Will Levis era begin today, and will it continue in Tennessee with his four-touchdown performance? I would say, yeah. Look, I don't know how long the era is going to be. We're going to sure. find out. But you have to play him, right? I mean, you have to play him again. Tannehill's dealing with the high ankle. You win the game. Uh, as you mentioned, he's got four touchdowns, got a huge arm. You invested an early second-round pick in him. Malik Willis has shown you nothing. I mean, with due respect to Malik Willis, not, you know, not trying to rag on him, but he's done nothing to this point. So I think if you're, if you're the Titans, yeah, I mean, you're going to play him. And if he continues to show anything, Tannehill's free agent after this year. You're not, you're not sticking with Ryan Tannehill because you've got him you know, on, on a three-year deal or something. I mean, you, you're going to move on either way. So, you know, and by the way, like maybe that's somebody Minnesota calls. Hey, you know, Tannehill might be back in a week or two. Like, what do you want? And if I'm Tennessee, I'm taking that phone call. You know, I'm thinking about. I, you, I think you have to. You know, think if you're Tennessee, that if Levis shows you anything, you got to play him. I mean, you just invested a top forty yeah. pick in him, so you got to see what he has. Um. Now, I want to talk about the Commanders for a second, and I know that nobody wants to really talk about them, but Sam Howell went for 397, four touchdowns against this Eagles defense, who may have been sleepwalking a little bit, but, I mean, is he a, like, is he looked at around the league as a guy and, like, a potential franchise quarterback? I think most people look at Sam Howell and don't really know what to expect. I think he's kind of an open-ended question. You know, he only started one game last year, but okay, it beat Dallas in a meaningless game for Dallas. Then he comes out this year, and Washington is, what, eight games into the year? And I think you'll look at him and, listen, Howell, to his credit, he makes a lot of big-time throws. I mean, he does, he is willing to throw the ball on the field. In an era where it feels like young quarterbacks, all they do is want to check the ball down. They're constantly told not to make a mistake. Howell will go down the field. He's not afraid to do that. The problem with Howell is he's taken just a million sacks this year. And he only took one today. But before today, he was on pace for almost 100 sacks. So that has been a major, major issue at times. Um, we'll see if he can rectify that. If he can, he's a pretty interesting player. He's Matt Verderam joining us here on Fox Sports Radio as I watch Gus Edwards get into the end zone for the Baltimore Ravens, extending their lead. Last one for you, Matt. Uh, Bears tonight uh, taking on the Chargers. Last time we talked, uh, Justin Fields was out of the game and Tyson Bagent was uh, coming in, and we saw what he did last week against the Raiders. Um, If he has another good performance tonight, what does that mean for the Bears moving forward and at that quarterback position? You know, it, it's hard. Look, if there's anybody, by the way, that could turn Tyson Bajan to Joe Montana to Chargers. So, yeah, sure. um, <laughs> I mean, that, like, that is in play. Is it not that, that Bajan throws for 400 tonight? Like, I, I would say that it makes things interesting. I don't know that when Fields is healthy, all of a sudden you're just going to go, okay, we're done with Justin. I, I, you can't. You, you tank his value. And Bajan, while they beat the Raiders, I mean, he threw for like five and a half yards in ten. I don't think you'll look at that game. It was like it was unbelievable. But, yeah, it would, it would make talk radio out here in Chicago where I am pretty interesting. Um, I expect him to play pretty well in this game. I mean, the Chargers don't cover anybody. So I'm sure Moore's going to have about a buck seventy-five. The question is just, is it one of those games where you really are actually legitimately wowed by him? Or, you know, it's just kind of, hey, throw it underneath, run after catch. I would expect Fields to be back in that lineup sooner rather than later. 
There he is, Matt Verderam, Sports Illustrated, NFL writer. Find him on Twitter, x.com, at Matt Verderam. Matt, we got four good ones. Enjoy the rest of the afternoon. We'll talk to you later. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. We're live from the TireRack.com studios. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. It is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Let's jump to the news desk for an update on these four games and their status. Monty Bolaños giving us that and so much more. What's going on, Monty? There hasn't been a lot of scoring in the second half of these games. You mentioned Gus Edwards for the Ravens. Yes, that's true. 21-7 against the Cardinals. They're about to end the third quarter. At the end of the third quarter, the 49ers, first and goal at Cincinnati's eight-yard line, and Brock Purdy throws an interception. So then the Bengals got the ball to start the fourth quarter. They've already given it back to the 49ers, but the Bengals are up 17-10 to 10 early in the fourth. San Francisco has the ball midfield. The Broncos and the Chiefs, same score was a halftime, 14-9. to 9, Denver on top. Again, Patrick Mahomes seems to have the flu, so he hasn't thrown a touchdown. He has thrown for 190 yards and one interception. No, it's fine. My fantasy team is fine. Don't worry about it, guys. The Browns and the Seahawks still going at it with the Browns on top, 20-17, to 17, also early in the fourth quarter. P.J. Walker has thrown for 248 yards, one touchdown, one interception. The Jets, they managed to beat the Giants earlier today, 13-10 in OT. Giants quarterback Terod Taylor, who was taken out in the game because of a hit to his ribcage, he is at the hospital. They're examining it. He's going to stay there overnight, is what the team is saying, so that they can look at his ribcage. Minnesota beat the Packers earlier today, and the team believes that Kirk Cousins suffered a torn Achilles. He is going to have an MRI to confirm. And in the NBA, the James Harden drama continues. The Athletic is reporting that he is expected to attend the 76ers home opener tonight against the Trailblazers and join the team on the bench. <laughs> he should wear a Trailblazers t-shirt. I'm yeah. just Dude, kidding. I wouldn't I would not trade him until after 20 games. He would be out for 20 games and then I would trade him. You know why? Why? Ain't no All-NBA teams. Ain't no All-Star games. Ain't no none of that. Ooh. I like that. you want to be funny, we'll be hilarious. Yes, I like that. I would do that, too. (laughs) Shots fired because George is petty. I love that. petty like that. I'm all about it. You want to be funny, I'll act hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Back to you guys. Yeah, thanks, Monty. Appreciate it. This, This turnover that could play a big part in this 49ers game, did not appear to be a turnover. They're, what they're saying is that Jamar Chase, uh, the call on the field is that Jamar Chase made the catch, and as he was turning, the ball was knocked loose, then uh, recovered by one 49er. They lost control of it, picked up by another, and ran about 30 yards downfield. But I just don't think Jamar Chase ever had this football. So we are going to have to wait and see. Uh, it just uh, It's one of those bang-bang plays where – the call on the field would stand if it was, you know, if you, if it wasn't completely, uh, you know, obvious. But I just think it was pretty obvious. I, I don't know what I'm missing. So if San Francisco ends up taking over control of the football uh, deep in their territory, they're getting a huge break because I just don't think it was a completed pass in this game between San Francisco and Cincinnati. It'd be a tough one was these teams not being able to hold on to the football 
Uh, when the Seahawks have the football, they usually just give it back to the Browns. Just saw a play, uh, a stat actually up uh, in the Fox game where the Browns have ran 27 plays in the second half, while the Seahawks have ran a total of nine, completely dominating the time of possession. And now the Seahawks, who have not been good on third down, will have a third and short down three in that contest to Cleveland. It's great how the Seahawks are wearing the throwbacks. I think they actually look great. But as a lifelong Seahawks fan, they're playing like they used to play in these uniforms. Like these, like the 90s, the 90s weren't necessarily great the first half of the 90s, George. And then you had a, a bit of an 8-8, eight and 9-7, eight, and seven, you know, seasons when Dennis Erickson came in and Warren Moon took over at quarterback for a little bit in the late 90s. And you, you had something there with Seattle. But the way that they're playing today kind of reminds me of the Rick Myrer. Uh You could do the John Freeze. Uh, Stan uh, Gelbaugh, a lot of old quarterbacks wearing this old Seahawks uniform from the, uh, I even say it goes back to the 80s, my boy Dave Craig, but uh, they're calling it a 90s throwback. But the Seahawks offense just hasn't been doing much. And Geno Smith, in my opinion, for as great of a story as he is and how big of a you know party is of that locker room, George, really hasn't been great, hasn't been a difference maker for a decent part of this team and for for as many weapons as they have and we think that they have i think they need a little bit more from the quarterback position they aren't getting it right now we talked about the interception the turnover earlier which was a great play by the defense on a bad throw but when you're sitting here and you're trying to make up these differences in these matchups you're not getting it from the quarterback play right now and brock purdy just threw another interception so you've got that mm. in, in that contest, uh, which, mm. by the way, the 49ers did not get the turnover, but the Bengals ended up giving it away, uh, punting it back to San Francisco, and now Brock Purdy has turned it over, and the Bengals will take over in 49ers territory. It's amazing how this works. Dude, I, I, and, and the worst part about it, Dan, and I actually feel bad for Brock Purdy because – and I talked about this, and people called me a, a hater – I said, first thing is, is that like all this, like in the first five weeks of the season, they were anointing Brock Purdy like he was the next, but between last season and beginning of this season, like he was the next Tom Brady and all of that. I was like, it can't, like that's not sustainable. It is like, he was, he was the beneficiary of a defense playing not good, but great. And a running game, because in the first five games of the season, their opponents only ran the ball 87 times, Dan. 87. That means they were playing with a lead, always playing from from ahead. A and mm-hmm. the media built this young man up only to tear him down later. Like, I, I, the, the, the buildup was so early that it wasn't sustainable. You know, you know, and, and I want I just want to and I'm not trying to pick apart your words. The the part is, is I think you're being 100 percent realistic. You're not sensationalizing this at all. I don't think that the people that build them up are tearing them down. I still no, think they're that going they think, to tear him down. They're I'm gonna, not sure if they are, because it seems like he always got three a, weeks and try to throw him in it and be like, oh, he's oh, God. See, look, this is why he was a seventh round pick. And uh, no, dude, this is his second season in the NFL. Well, one and one and a half. He well, first full season, really, and we're gonna sit here and like he still has 
this the rest of this year one more year to develop until he gets paid and that's when he really needs to be a franchise guy is in a year and a half that's when he needs to be a franchise guy because then his salary is going to balloon you're not going to be able to afford the rest of the team the the way that you have He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. I want to continue this conversation. We'll also have a look at our fantasy numbers as we are live from the TireRack.com studios. That comes up in about eight minutes or so. Right now, the Bengals have just added a touchdown. They've countered or they've been able to cash in that is on that Niners turnover. Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase. Extra point is good. 24-10 Cincinnati over San Francisco early in the fourth. Broncos still up 14-9 on the Chiefs early in the fourth quarter. The Seahawks in Brown's territory, but Geno Smith sacked by Miles Garrett on a third and 10 with 6.30 to go. Brown's holding on to that 20-17 to lead, and the Ravens have that 21-7 to lead on Arizona early in the fourth quarter. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Fantasy numbers and more Brock Purdy talk next year on Fox Sports Radio. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio, he's the NFL vet, George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. A lot going on in these late games as the Browns face a third and three and are unable to convert with 3.33 left to go in the game in Seattle, at least in the fourth quarter. Browns up on the Seahawks 20-17, to but Cleveland gets bailed out. A legal contact penalty on Seattle. 
automatic first down. So with 3.30 to go, the Browns now get a fresh set of downs. It's one of four games that we're watching live from the TireRack.com studios. Another game in Denver. The Chiefs muffed a punt, setting the Broncos up in prime position. They now have it first and goal, up five on the Chiefs at the Kansas City nine-yard line. 14-9 to nine is the Denver lead with 11.15 to go in the fourth quarter. The Bengals up 14 on the Niners, 24 to 10 with nine minutes left. San Francisco facing a third and five from the Cincinnati 14. Justin Tucker's just connected on a field goal, extending the Ravens' lead over the Cardinals, 24 to 7. We're in the final stretch to get tickets to horse racing's biggest moment of the year. The world's best are headed to Santa Anita for the Breeders' Cup World Championships on November 3rd and 4th. The countdown begins now. Get tickets today at breederscup.com. George, time to take a look at our fantasy numbers with our executive producer, Ryan Bershinger. Say, go, go, go. Fantasy hits and misses. All right, Bursch. Got some hits. You got some misses. I do. First off, though, an update on my matchup with Monsi. Monsi has taken the lead. And if Jared Goff and Austin Eckler combine for less than four points, she will pull this one off. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, the saltiness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Niners just getting into the end zone. Brock Purdy to Christian McCaffrey. Uh-oh. Touchdown. Uh oh. Oh, that well, Monty does have Christian McCaffrey, so this this could actually get interesting. Uh all right, your top scoring. Uh, let's look at these afternoon games here. Joe Burrow is your top scoring quarterback, uh, 25 of 29 for 239 yards and three touchdowns. Also has 31 rushing yards for good measure. Uh Christian McCaffrey, yep, you're a uh, top scoring running back for the afternoon. Now 12 rushes for 54 yards and a touchdown on the ground uh five catches on six targets for 36 yards through the air uh, of course uh, your top scoring wide receiver for the afternoon games here is tyler lockett uh seven catches on eight targets for 74 yards and a touchdown for tyler lockett and uh, uh david and joku a strong afternoon seven catches on uh, or excuse me four catches on seven targets for 77 yards and a touchdown a couple misses here uh, in the afternoon games yeah not much going for the kansas city chiefs patrick mahomes currently 19 of 25 for 190 yards and an interception, uh, 13 rushing yards on the ground. So, uh, poor game there. And uh, how about Odell Beckham Jr.? Let's see if, yes, I can. Uh, we can still call him Zero Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, because. Geez, uh, come on. <laughs> That's cold. That is, uh, I thought he got dinged up, but uh, maybe I was yes, wrong. Yes, okay. no, no catches on four uh, targets. Who's playing Odell. Odell Beckham Jr. in their fantasy league? I, I don't yeah. know. He's yeah. Yeah. Be probably shouldn't old. be That's doing the, that the, anymore. That is the definition of desperation yes and and unwarranted hope and it makes last year's conversation of who's going to get odell so ridiculous uh, by the way as burst was giving those scores denver has scored russell wilson to Cortland sutton 10 yards out actually six yards out extra point is good so denver's extended that lead to 21 to 9 browns facing a third and three 204 left to go up three on the seahawks and we told you the niners got in the end zone they've pulled within seven of cincinnati and the ravens lead by 17 he's george i'm dan we break down more of brock purdy and the ending of these games next year on fox sports radio Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's the magic of the throwbacks. Magic in Seattle. We'll tell you about what's happening there. Plus the Chiefs 
trying to get back in it in Denver. The Cardinals have scored, and what a game between the Bengals and Niners. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Geno Smith has just hit Jackson Smith in Jigba. Nine-yard touchdown. In fact, JSN had to run about 14 yards uh, for the score, but Seattle scores with 38 seconds left. The extra point is good. Seahawks have taken a 24-20 lead on Cleveland. When we left you, Cleveland was facing a third down at about the their own 40-yard line, but P.J. Walker's pass ricocheted off the helmet of Jamal Adams, ended up being deflected and picked off by Seattle. The reason that was important was the Browns then gave up about 40 yards of field position because of the turnover. Even if they didn't convert the third down, they would have punted it away and forced Seattle to go the length of the field. Seattle only had to go 60-so yards to uh, get the go-ahead score, and the score was a touchdown. So now the Seahawks' defense needs to hold P.J. Walker in check for 38 seconds. And, George, you and I just had a P.J. Walker conversation We'll see what he's got. This could be an opportunity to say, yeah, keep me around if Deshaun Watson has got that lingering <laughs> shoulder injury. Maybe Yo, let me have this job. If he can come job. win this one, yes. If he can come win, win this, that'll be, that'll be spectacular. It's 24-20, to 20, and the Browns will get it uh, first and 10 at the 25. The Chiefs are facing a fourth and two. They're down 12 to the Broncos. As Oh, they, Lord have mercy. <laughs> Sky Moore. Hit him in a bad spot, George. Hit him in the hands, in the end zone. Ball oh, falls I incomplete. I hate defenders so much, dude. Because because the, the defensive back is like he got up, like yeah, pounding pounding his chest, and you're like, what did what did you do, fam? What did you do? <laughs> he he dropped the ball. You had no impact on that. None whatsoever. He was actually beaten and was just lucky that Sky Moore didn't catch the, uh, the football. And so now Denver takes over. The Chiefs yet to get into the end zone today. The Bengals have its second and goal, 3.30 and counting. The Niners only have one timeout, and San Francisco trails by seven. So Cincinnati just looking to make this a two-score game. And uh, they are un- – it's a second and goal. In Seattle, Tariq Woolen looked like he had – an interception in his hands as P.J. Walker underthrew his receiver. But, well, Woolen just dropped the ball, just did not catch the football. And so it gives Cleveland life second and 10 with 33 seconds. They do have two timeouts. They need to score a touchdown. No field, uh, field goal will not help them. Uh, at all. Speaking of touchdowns, Joe Mixon's into the end zone for Cincinnati. So that one is all but over as the Niners now Look to be losers of their last three in a row. Cincinnati scoring on the touchdown run by Joe Mixon from five yards out. So the Bengals may be turning their season around and the Niners turning in a different direction. I do want to continue our Brock Purdy conversation, but we have these games right now kind of hanging in the balance, at least the one in Seattle. So we're going to kind of go back and forth between those two. Third and ten for Cleveland. 
Again, two timeouts, but they're at their own 25-yard line. 28 seconds left to go. They're going to need some chunk yardage. We saw the Jets do this. We saw the Jets get in field goal range in less time than what Cleveland has had right now from about the same position. The only problem is, is the Browns, again, need a touchdown. And now P.J. Walker was just sacked by Daryl Taylor, so it'll bring up a fourth and long. Browns need a miracle. Let's get to this Brock Purdy conversation now, George. Because it's going to take a miracle. <laughs> I do like what George breaks in the song. I, I, I do appreciate that because it's not too often, but it's just often enough for me to appreciate it. And uh, the, uh, the Brock Purdy conversation is one that I think is interesting, George, because I view it one way and you view it another. You were just saying that the same people that built Brock Purdy up will tear him down. And I look at it as left versus right, like politics, where those who are in Brock Purdy's camp will always say that Brock Purdy, MVP candidate, everything about him, Brock Purdy is the man. And when he doesn't show up, they will point out to other things or maybe make excuses. And those who aren't fans of Brock Purdy will never give him the credit that he deserves. And now when you're losers of your last three, it gives them the opportunity to pile on in those conversations. I don't think that people are building him up. I just think that there's two separate camps when it comes to how you view Brock Purdy and people aren't willing to leave from their stance no matter what actually happens on the football field. Mm. I think that there are a lot of people who – looked at what he was doing and didn't just want to appreciate it for what it was, which was a young man getting an opportunity and playing really well in a, in, in a system that's built to play well, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that, that he does deserve credit, but okay, let's, let's halt it. Cause they're like, Oh, he's the MVP of the league when he's not even the MVP on his team. Christian McCaffrey is the MVP of that team. And the Browns, by the way, failed to get the fourth and long. So the Seahawks will take a knee and leave with a 24-20 win. So that's pretty much over in Seattle. Go ahead, George. Yeah. Oh, and P.J. Walker is upset on the sideline, dude. And, and, and understandably so. But, um, but I just want – like it's important to, to, to me because I've liked Brock Purdy since he was at Iowa State. And – when we build people up so fast, especially, and we do this a lot in American sports, and I'm not saying that they don't do it in other places and all of that, but, but, but this is what I know in my, my experience is uh, here, that we'll build you up really, really fast and set the expectations so high that, that then you can have people coming out here saying, oh, my God, Brock Purdy sucks, he stinks, when that's not the case. The truth always lied somewhere in the middle. He, he was having a Lynn Sanity moment and people didn't want to accept it. And when I talked about it, Dan, people were, oh, you're such a hater. If this was, if, if, if Brock Purdy was black, you'd be sent. I got all sorts of stuff, Dan. And I'm like, no, I'm just watching a guy who hadn't even played 17 full games yet. And we're anointing him like he's one of the top 10, mm-hmm. top five, top 10 quarterbacks in the league. And it's not that he cannot achieve that. It's that there's a long way to go before you can get even in that conversation. There are certain narratives that I think that were just not true when it came to Brock Purdy. 
And, and the first one, George, goes back to the NFC Championship game. And I know you and I have talked about this, so I apologize if I'm repeating it to you, but for anybody that may be listening to us for the first time or hasn't heard it, I feel that there was this enormous misconception that if Brock Purdy plays in the NFC Championship game, that the Niners automatically win that game. Yes. And that was not the case. Like that's, You would have had to play the full game against the Philadelphia Eagles, and it was in the end because Purdy couldn't throw the football, and Josh Johnson was knocked out of it, knocked out of the game with a concussion, which is why the 49ers couldn't do anything. But it turned into, well, if you would have had Purdy, they would have won. <laughs> and that is, that is like not Purdy true. Like Purdy was Tom Brady or Purdy was – you know, or uh, Purdy was one of the top quarterbacks in the uh, league. Like, yes, having Purdy was better than having no quarterback. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, of course, it, having him was uh, better. But 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 to think that a rookie was going to be the automatic answer for that is is a little bit naive. And and I I f- always just find it funny because it discredits what the Eagles were and the type of team that they were and what the 49ers would have faced. The other point about it, which I just I never understood, is I never understood, and, and it may be more about Trey Lance than it is about, about Brock Purdy, but Kyle Shanahan was giving Brock Purdy the starting job when we didn't even know if his elbow would be able to return. Thank you. And, and it's those sort of things that make you kind of just scratch your head to say, like, and that's a part of the, I guess, the Purdy truthers camp. You know, there's the, there's the truthers and the, there's the haters. That's why I think that there's just two two groups on Brock Purdy. And I feel maybe you and I are in the middle, and I'm sure others are well, but we seem to hear strong, you know, opinions from the from the extremes. And so the whole point of Kyle Shanahan just saying that Brock Purdy is our guy, I think kind of gave this false narrative. I never thought it was fair to Trey Lance. I don't know all of the ins and outs. There have been some rumblings and stuff of, of what, you know, Trey Lance did or didn't do. But I would also say that how much of that is maybe being leaked out to fit their own narrative? I guess we'll never know. But I just never felt that Trey Lance got the opportunity that Brock Purdy was just seemingly almost automatically given. And I think that when you're given that opportunity and they've always been your guy, then maybe you do have to step up to the plate. And over these last couple of weeks, I know he's coming off of the concussion, but now you're losers of your last three, and this 49ers team now is a 5-3 and three football team, and they're going to be technically not even in first place in the NFC West after today because the Seahawks are going to be a half game ahead of them. Yeah, it's just, it just it comes down pretty quick, but I, just, I, I find it so unique on how many different opinions come from Brock Purdy because I just feel that there's the truthers and the haters when it comes to the Niners quarterback. Yes. Yep. And you do not want to be a hater, bro. You do not want to be a hater. You just want to, you know, be able to recognize and appreciate when somebody um, when when somebody is doing a good job. Mm hmm. I think there's also now a question. Oh, Lord, another Brock Purdy turnover. Yeah. <laughs> as as uh, Trey Hendrickson was able to get the sack and force the fumble, it was likely going to be too little too late anyway as they were down 31-17. to 17. But this is also the third straight game where the 49ers have only scored 17 points. Uh, maybe hidden in all of this, and I was guilty of this when the Browns ended up beating the 49ers, and I said it was such a 49ers story because of San Francisco being unbeaten at the time. Maybe this is the point where if you're a Cincinnati fan, this is the turning point of their season. The yep. getting it through the be. Joe Burrow injury, 
uh, you know, dealing with with that calf situation. He seems to be fine. Was absolutely magnificent in uh, today's game for Cincinnati. Twenty nine or twenty eight of thirty two, two hundred and eighty three yards and three touchdowns for Joe Burrow. As the Bengals are about to improve to four and three, that may be the bigger story to come out of this. But yeah, the Forty Niners in the in, in the Brock Purdy push, two interceptions today, getting the pressure. Yeah, yeah, it's it, this is the National Football League. You're right about the MVP talk. When you had when you have like four other MVP candidates on your team, um, I know it's not four, but. You know, Fred Warner is not going to win MVP, and Trent Williams is not going to win MVP, and I know Trent Williams is dinged up as well. But when you have those all-pro types of players, it's tough to pick one of the other guys as the most valuable player. Correct. Correct. <laughs> it, it, one, 100%, sir. The uh, Denver Broncos are now just working on the and, clock up 12 on Kansas City with under five minutes to go. Go ahead. Can Joe, I you can have the last word? Can I tell you that I'm upset right now? And this is a whole fa- fantasy situation. Cause so you know how I texted you earlier about what I should do with my fantasy team, right? Yeah. Yep. And the Gus Edwards thing is working out brilliantly, right? The only thing that I could have done in the other spot was put uh, Kendrick Bourne in for um, Nico Collins. But I didn't show you further down what I did today, right? So what what I did, because as you see, I play pretty much like a two quarterback league, essentially with 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 a super flex. I picked up Will Levis and Malik Willis this this week because it's a keeper league. So I'm sitting here thinking, all right, cool. If one of them plays well, I'll just hold on to it. And the quarterbacks I played today were C.J. Stroud and Jordan Love. So what should I have done? Which didn't make any sense. It didn't. It made no sense in yeah, the world. Yeah, you should have been. Should have rode that Will Levis train. Thirty points. Uh, how? I, how oh, could I have predicted that? You couldn't have. And and I'll tell you the the most. And I may lose because of that. Will Levis threw a dime to Nick Westbrook Akine for uh, the four, I believe it was their fourth and final touchdown. The first three went to DeAndre Hopkins. But that is that's half the battle. Like when you're a young quarterback, a rookie quarterback, you just got to get it to your best guy. Like the first DeAndre Hopkins touchdown, uh, you know, he had the defender in a spin cycle. Like he kind of threw it up and D-Hop was there, catches the long touchdown. Uh, Another one, you get him across the middle. But that's like I'm not sitting there saying that Will Levis is a god and I don't think you're going to get four touchdowns every single week. But half of the battle is, at least in that game, is just making sure you get it to the right guys. And they got it to, to DeAndre Hopkins, who he only had four catches today, but three of them were scores. Still a huge day statistically. You had the Westbrook Akina touchdown that I talked about. That was a great throw by Will Levis. But I would also say this, George. I think that's the last 30-point game that Will Levis will have this season. Oh, don't do that, Dan. Don't it do is. that, Dan. Don't yes. do that, Dan. Don't it do is. it. You're gonna Oh my gosh. I oh, don't do it. Now, how he doesn't have a deal with Levi's, I have no idea with that last name. Maybe he should change it to Will Levi's and he can get that that sort oh, of contract. Oh, like a uh, Joe Montana. <laughs> Joe Thiesman, the Thiesman for the Heisman. That sort of deal as well. That's a, that's the next thing that I would do if I was Will Levis. But a great-looking day for the Titans, not only in their Oiler throwbacks, but also with their rookie quarterback. And Taylor Heineke did say in the locker room from the Atlanta Falcons today that this is Desmond Ritter's team. Um, okay. I wouldn't be so sure of that. 
Uh, they <laughs> looked a lot better. That it is that is a division for the taking. If you're Atlanta, and if I listen, was Taylor Heineke, ain't no way I'm saying that. I, I'm not saying that out loud, buddy. You, you t- t- uh, Ritter ain't Ritter ain't good enough, and he ain't done done enough in this league for me to just sub- submit this yeah. to to him. Ritter's a third round pick. Exactly. You know, like like you don't have to you don't have to attach you know your trailer to him. Like there's you you can move on from that. Yeah. And have no real it loss. Would, it, it would be like if Andy Dalton said, "Yo, yo, 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 yo." I know I came in today, but this is CJ Stroud's team. That would make all the sense in the world. Bryce Young. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Bryce Young, and um, or in a uh, Houston, same same thing. It's CJ Stroud's team, but you don't say that to Desmond Ritter, buddy. No, I think Taylor Heineke may be just playing nice, but I, I don't think that Arthur Smith should play nice. I think Taylor Heineke should be their starting quarterback moving forward. He is George Reister. I'm Dan Byer. We're in the final stretch to get tickets to horse racing's biggest moment of the year. The world's best are headed to Santa Anita for the Breeders' Cup World Championships on November 3rd and 4th. The t- countdown begins now. Get tickets today at breederscup.com. Just 12 seconds left in Santa Clara. Bengals up on the Niners, 31-17. to That one's been over a while. Told you the Seahawks escaped that late score to top the Browns, 24-20. to The Ravens holding on to a 31-15 lead on the Cardinals at the two-minute warning, and they're at the two minute warning in Denver the Broncos lead the Chiefs 21 to 9 Kansas City turning the football over not once not twice but five times today as Denver looks like they were going to break that losing streak to Kansas City he's George Reister I'm Dan Byer a look back at week eight and a look ahead to tonight's Bears Chargers game next year on Fox Sports Radio witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. He's George Reister, the NFL vet. I'm Dan Beyer. We are live from the TireRack.com studios. The Cardinals are in the end zone. Josh Dobbs throwing a touchdown pass to Hollywood Brown from one yard out. The two-point conversion appeared to be good. However, a holding call in Arizona will now back them up. They will try the two-point conversion again. This could be very important to some. Uh, Ravens up 10 at this point, but the Cardinals going for two to try to make it a one-score game with a minute 14 left. They don't have any timeouts left, but they would need this conversion to make it the one-score game and then need to get the onside kick. It is now over in Denver. The Broncos have topped the Chiefs by a score of 24-9. to It also ended Denver's 16-game losing streak to the Kansas City Chiefs. That is now a thing of the past. Denver can start their own streak of one win over the Chiefs, winning today 24-9, five Kansas City turnovers, zero touchdowns. The other games all went final earlier. Seahawks stopped the Browns 24-20, and then the Bengals won in San Francisco against the Niners, doing so in impressive fashion. Final score, 31-17. to The two-point conversion was no good, so the Cardinals down 10 will now attempt the onside that is important to, I'm sure, a bunch of people out there that were watching that game. That's how they used to say it. When, when betting was, was not as much in the forefront as it is now, you'd always hear, important to some, from Al Michaels or Brent Musburger or whoever may be, but the Ravens now up 10 on Arizona. So that's going to be it for the, for the late window. There was something that Matt Verderam mentioned when we spoke with him last hour. He covers the NFL for Sports Illustrated. And I wanted to get your opinion because it had something to do with the Chiefs and Broncos. When you play in week six and play again in week eight, it's difficult to explain how a Chiefs team two weeks ago could look well I should say let me put it this way difficult for a Broncos team to look pretty lethargic their touchdown that they scored in Kansas City was one that was later in the game lost 19 to 8 I believe the final score was that game and now you come back two weeks later and put on the showing that you did George what what is it like in the NFL you experience this when you play an opponent say twice in a span of 14 to 17 days how difficult is that the second time around to beat that opponent that you just played a few weeks earlier well it's extremely difficult but it's also extremely difficult when your quarterback's sick and you know and and other things factor into it because teams consistently are getting better and this and this broncos team after they stopped giving up 8 million points a game, they were going to have a chance because their quarterback was playing pretty good. I mean, because there was a lot of people who were characterizing what they were getting out of uh, out of Russell Wilson all wrong. 
I mean, how many times, Dan, did uh, you see people talking about Russell Wilson? Oh, my God, he stinks. He sucks. He's this. And, and at that point in time, he had like 11 touchdowns and two picks. By the way, the <laughs> Cardinals just got the onside kick. So that two-point conversion that was called back on the holding, now a little bit more important is the Cardinals were Very able consequential. to. Very <laughs> consequential. Yes. Um, and by the way, those, those Baltimore betters now still a little nervous as Arizona, with a minute left, will take the ball, uh, get the football right at midfield. But there were a lot of people that were poo-pooing Russell Wilson and saying that, yeah, it's all over. Poo-pooing Sean Payton for being uh, – the head coach that he is, the genius that some think he is, the maybe not genius that others uh, think that he is. But, yeah, there was a lot of criticism going on. Yeah, Lots I mean, of criticism. Yep. Hey, hey, you know what else is crazy? The, What's that? Uh, the uh, Broncos – I'm sorry, the uh, 49ers have now lost three three games since uh, ever since George Kittle put up, put up that F the Cowboys under his shirt. <laughs> There's how how much though are we talk uh, dog days of summer is a phrase we use in Major League Baseball. We're now week eight in the NFL season. Next week will be the midway point. There are no dog days. There aren't, but at some point you do hit lulls in a season. Yeah, for sure. And for sure. The this and and the good teams find a way to rebound from that. You are one one hundred percent right, and b- because you are going to face some adversity during a, a, a season where you're not playing as well, all of that stuff. But this Forty ers team, they're going to be dealing with a little bit of a confidence issue because Brock Brock Purdy, as good as he was playing at first, there there's with the amount of turnovers that he's had in the last three games. Oh, there's going to be a little bit of questions in that in that mind. And we'll see if he's able to do it. I, I I have more questions right now about the 49ers and what their defense is, considering how Joe Burrow picked them apart. Kirk Cousins looked pretty good on Monday night without having Justin Jefferson at his disposal. Like that's that's starting to be now a question to me where we thought this was this awesome defense. And now when you look at what San Francisco has had to deal with the last three weeks. Now, 31 points is 31 points, and there were turnovers that aided that. But it now makes me wonder, well, the Steelers don't look like a good football team. So that's who the Niners beat in week one. We know the Giants had their troubles. That was a Thursday night game. They kept them in check. They had the Cardinals the next week. I mean, the 49ers defense, when facing a, a respectable offense, has not maybe done the part as a top tier defense. Oh no, you thought would not even a little bit, not even a little bit. These dudes are. I mean, it's pretty incredible how their 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 defense has just gone gone mid. Yes, and and we have a situation in Arizona. The Cardinals have moved the ball to the Ravens' twenty three yard line, and with twenty nine seconds move. left on second down, Arizona has chosen to attempt a field goal. This is smart, and well, this would. Well, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say it was very smart until he, he Matt Prater missed it. But there was a penalty, a false start on the Cardinals. So now the miss was a play that never happened. So it will repeat second down. But to your point of it being smart, it's not just Jonathan Gannon trying to screw Baltimore betters. It's you have to leave some time for your team to get two scores. 
And so now Prater will attempt from 47 yards out instead of 42 out to try to make it a seven-point game in hopes that they can end up getting a second onside kick if Prater is successful with this kick. And Prater is successful with the kick. So those Baltimore betters now are cursing because they are on the wrong side of the number. 31-24. What? (laughs) Yes, there was a false start, George. But in the end, Prater able to convert with now 26 seconds left. So you are dead on correct in saying that it's a smart play by the Cardinals. Kick the field goal now. You're going to need two scores because if you were trying for the touchdown, you're going to need a score anyway. And if there's only seven seconds left on the clock, what's the point? Now you leave yourself 26 seconds, can try to get another onside. And Prater's onside the first time was magnificent. It was high. A couple of Ravens went for it, bounced around. That's how Arizona recovered it. So that's where this is where we are. The one game still remaining. Actually, it was a deflection off of uh, off of a Ravens player's thigh that made it go so high in the air the second time around, but still had a high bounce. And Prater has got his smelling salts with him on the field, as like he needs smelling salts what to do the this hell outside does he kick. Have smelling what salts the heck is going on kid? right now in Arizona? Oh, and the Ravens are able to recover it. Nelson Aguilar was the one who at first, he was the one who botched the first one, but this time around, able to come through. What what craziness. I saw Prater take a hit from the smelling salts, and that's where it just got crazy for me. Yeah, you're like, wait, why, why would you be doing that, fam? Oh, man. I felt like we needed some Iron Maiden or some metal music going on because of how how crazy these last uh, couple of seconds were in this Ravens-Cardinals game. John Harbaugh and the Ravens just want to get out of town and improve the 6-2. and two. Cardinals are going to fall to 1-7. and seven. All right, he's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. We are live from the Tyrac.com studios. Let's jump over to the news desk for the final time in Week 8. Fresh off of missing only this show last week because she was <laughs> with Rich and Steve I was. prior. I was. The one and only Monsi Bolaños. What a loser. Uh, a squeeze. No, you're a loser. If you leave us, you lose. <laughs> I had stuff to do, okay? I like Halloween, unlike you two. So I have to take advantage of Halloween things. It, they only last four weeks, you know what I'm saying? Kind of like this Ravens-Cardinals game. It feels like it's been four weeks. I can't believe it's Here's, just ending. No, let's, no let's, let's be real. Halloween started Thursday night for people. No, it's it all did. month. No, it, uh, oh, you think all it's all month? month? All yeah, month. No. Yes, doing? 100%. I go to I try to do as many Halloween things. In fact, I'm doing something on Thursday night. I know it's November second. I know, but still, it's a it's um called Delusion, and it's at this mansion in Pomona, and it's like an interactive, scary event. And shut up! And it's super fun. Okay, Dan. And it's super Dan, you fun. know what's funny? I am normally against you in these things. You could not be more right, Dan. Uh, I hate you you both so much. I hate you both. I hope you trip on your way to your cars today. Uh, The Ravens officially beat the Cardinals, guys. Officially. This game did last a long time. It really felt that way. But it was Gus Edwards with a hat trick. The final score, 31-24. to Gus Edwards, 19 carries, 80 yards, and three touchdowns. So what do they call him? The bus Gus or the bus, right? That's what they call him over there? Gus bus. Bus, yeah. The Broncos had a 24-9 victory over the Chiefs. As you mentioned, they hadn't beat the Chiefs 
in like a century and they finally got one. The Seahawks held on to beat the Browns 24 to 20. The Jets managed to beat the Giants earlier today in overtime. 13 to 10 was the final score. The Bengals, they just handed the San Francisco 49ers their third straight loss. I did not have this on my bingo card. Coming out on top 31 to 17. But Christian McCaffrey did have a touchdown on the ground and in the air. So that's 17 straight games with a touchdown for McCaffrey. Joe Burrow, though, 28 of 32 for 283 yards and three touchdowns. Looking like that calf injury is no longer an issue. The Cowboys with a victory over the Rams, 43 to 20. CeeDee Lamb, 12 receptions, 158 yards, two touchdowns in the victory. The Panthers with their first win of the season, beating the Texans 15 to 13. Eddie Pinero was the MVP with the walk-off field goal. The Vikings defeated the Packers 24 to 10. Unfortunately, the team thinks Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles. He will have an MRI to confirm. The Dolphins cruise past the Patriots 31 to 17. Tyreek Hill is the first player in NFL history to have a thousand or more receiving yards in the first eight games of the season. He had eight receptions today, 112 yards and one touchdown. The Titans, they beat the Falcons 28 to 23. We're all going to put coffee in our mayonnaise. We're all going to do it in honor of Will Levis because of Absolutely his debut. <laughs> because uh, some of us don't even drink coffee. Oh, I've well, never had a cup of coffee in my life. Oh, my well, we'll put mayonnaise in whatever drink you want. And we'll just. Uh, no, just put mayonnaise on my sandwich <laughs> and we're good. In his debut, 19 of 29, 238 yards and four touchdowns. The Saints outscored the Colts 38 to 27, while the Jaguars beat the Steelers 20 to 10. And the Eagles held on to beat the Commanders 38 to 31. Eagles wide receiver AJ Brown, the first player in NFL history with 125 or more receiving yards in six straight games. Today he had eight receptions, 100, 130 yards, and two touchdowns. NBA news: James Harden expected to attend 76ers home opener tonight against the Blazers. He will join the team on the bench, according to the Athletic. Chris Paul is set to come off the bench for the first time in his 19-year career for the Warriors against the Rockets. That's 1,365 straight games that he has started. That streak has snapped. And Draymond Green makes his return to the starting lineup today for his season debut for the Warriors. Busy day, fellas. I love Halloween. You two, not so much today. (laughs) Yo, you were going to make... And I love Halloween! Don't you say anything about my beautiful, glorious uh, Dia de Muertos. Dia de los Muertos? Is that what you're trying to say? Dia de los Muertos? Yeah, 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 that one. Isn't that November 1st? I think, isn't it November 1st that day? Yeah, uh, I don't know what day day it is. I know know it's right around (laughs) Halloween. I know that much. I think it's the day after Halloween. Okay. Dia de los Muertos. Yes, yes. So then you just roll, roll one right in, right into the other. But no, so, Dia de los Muertos is from the, the first the to the second, right? Oh, thank you, thank you for that. <laughs> but it I only didn't, lasts. I didn't know if you knew. I didn't oh know yeah, knew. no, you're right. Thank you. But it, it ends on Thursday, November second. It's only two okay. days. Are we no. done with zombie talk. No. Oh, Monty, great job today. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you in week nine. Okay, bye, <laughs> Just if she shows up as Dylan Brooks next weekend for her Saturday show, then we've got problems. Wait, who did who did she dress up as? Did Dylan you Brooks. miss this entire conversation? You were here, present. 
Oh, I, l- l- listen, I, I like have a Dylan Oh, this Brooks. is awkward. This is I have awkward. a Dylan Brooks filter on my life. Like, uh, I, I dressed up as Dylan Brooks yesterday. How did you dress up as Dylan Brooks? I'm going to need you to go to my Twitter. What, you wear some jorts? No. Better yet, go to the podcast, listen to when we talked about this two hours ago, George. Yes. <laughs> How about that? I was FoxSportsRadio.com. Save us all some time. Oh, man. <laughs> Like, I, I didn't know what she dressed up as. No, so she actually did a great job. So she really rude. did. So <gasps> she committed to the role. All right, Monty, get out of here. We don't want you to leave, but we love having oh, you. Uh, you got to go. All right. That's Monty Bolaños. Hit her up at Monty Bolaños. George Reister's our NFL vet. Hit him up at George Reister. You can find me at Dan Bayer on Foxes. We are live from the TireRack.com studios. Man, is there a change in the NFL, and Week 9 will look like we have never seen before in the National Football League. I'll explain why next here on Fox Sports Radio. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. We got two games left in week eight. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Tonight, Bears and Chargers from L.A. And then Monday night, it's the Raiders and Lions in Motown. A lot happening in week eight. And some of the high points are now presented in our progressive plays of the day. Your week eight MVPs. 37 yards on that connection. Handoff, Devin Neal at the five. Still on his feet. 
This is Fox Sports Red Zone Radio. Let's go. Most valuable plays. Hey, let's go. Buccaneers at Bills. Allen back to pass. Blitz coming. Fires to the end zone. Wide open to Gabe Davis. The touchdown maker. WGR 550 Bills Radio Network. Texans at Panthers. From the right hash. Jansen snap. Hackers hold. Pinero's kick. The Panthers win. The first win of the Frank Reich era. Bryce Young's first win as the Panthers quarterback. 99.7 The Fox Panthers Radio Network. Rams at Cowboys. Second down and seven. Prescott back. Time looking. Throwing it into the end zone to C.D. Lamb. The Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Vikings at Packers. Cousins is going to loop one right. Caught. Touchdown. KFAN 100.3 FM, Vikings Radio Network. Saints at Colts. Taysom at quarterback. There's Colin Saunders. Taysom keeps it, cuts it back. Taysom Hill takes it in for the touchdown. His second score. WWL Saints Radio Network. Patriots at Dolphins. Who's got an empty backfield? Trips to the right. Back control. Fires. Touchdown. Miami. Cedric Wilson. His first touchdown of the year. Fox Sports 940. Dolphins Radio Network. Jets at Giants. Third line ready. The snap clean. The placement down. The kick is up. And the kick hooks to the left. But it's gone. Inside the left up right for Zerline. And the Jets win it in overtime. And honestly, I'm not sure how. Jets Radio Network. Falcons and Titans. And so, ladies and gentlemen, give him 61 yards. WGFX 104.5 Titans Radio Network. Eagles at Commanders. 24-17. Commanders. Hurts looking downfield. Hurts is going deep. Backing up. Devontae Smith. Touchdown. 94 WIP Eagles Radio Network. Ravens at Cardinals. The give us in the bus. Running to the right side, churning, churning, pushing forward. Officials converge. Oh, he one came Now in. one official comes in and says touchdown. 98 Rock Ravens Radio Network. Bengals at 49ers. Purdy in the gun. Keeps the ball on his own read. He's rolling right. He throws. It is picked off. Nice. Jermaine Pratt has the ball. 700 WLW Bengals Radio Network. Browns at Seahawks. JSN, he gets the throw near side. Turns out field. Got a blocker. Touchdown, Seahawks. DK Metcalf with a great block. Seahawks Radio Network. Chiefs at Broncos. Russell in the pocket. Throws the ball back in the end zone. Touchdown, Denver. Portland Sutton. AOA 850 AM and 94.1 FM. Broncos Radio Network. The most valuable plays. Gibbles for everybody. This is Fox Football Sunday. 
Those are the progressive plays of the day for Week 8 in the NFL. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. He is George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Before I get your thoughts on Bears Chargers, the NFL actually read my mind. They just sent a tweet out with a snapshot of the top of the AFC standings. Four teams right now at 6-2. and two. Chiefs would have the number one seed if the playoffs started today. The Dolphins would be second. Jacksonville third. Ravens fourth. Dolphins and Chiefs play next week in Germany. Crazy, crazy. Could be one of our games of the year of the National Football League, and it's going to be, you know, right smack dab in oh, front of all of our German don't friends. Don't anticipate that. Don't anticipate that. This game is going to be, <clears throat> it's going to be a one-sided affair. In favor of? Of the Chiefs. They are going really? to be hosting the AFC Championship game for the sixth consecutive year. It's just death taxes and them and them hosting the AFC Championship game. No panic in George's voice. I think we'll see a shootout in that game. Um, I'll take the Dolphins, and then when we can reconvene next Ooh, weekend. did yeah. you just say that? I love the two Florida teams. I love the Dolphins, and I love the Jaguars, the way that things are going right now. Jacksonville's Dan, been through the ringer. What yes. on earth? What good team have the Dolphins beat? I don't care. That offense is. You been don't moving. care if, they, if they've, they've only played moving. two teams with a pulse and they got beat up both times. All right, Chargers, big favorites tonight against the Bears. Who do you like in L.A.? Bajent or Herbert? H- Herbert. I knew that. You never thought it, in your life you'd have a Bajent. It's Bajent. I'll take the Bears to at least cover tonight and make it interesting. He's George. I'm Dan. We'll talk to you in week nine. Have a good one. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroesfilm.com to get tickets now. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.